This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? Kathy Hanyadi. And what would you say is your primary role in the Line Dance community? Well, um, recently I have been sort of out of the Line Dance community. I've uh, semi-retired, so to speak. But uh, in my early days, I uh, travel, tour with Max Perry. We co-choreograph, we teach together, um, we teach separately, of course. Uh, I started out as his backup person. I would be, always be in the back of the room um, coaching the people in the back that couldn't see him in the front. So that was my primary uh, um, goal. And then I also um, organized tours for Max uh, in the United States um, over to Europe as well. What would you say would be some of the the dances of yours that uh, folks might recognize the names of? Well, definitely Ghost Train, but my most popular one is Now or Never, and also Shake Yourself Loose, which is a big favorite of John Robinson's. <laughs> um, I had a few other ones in between there, but I would say those three are the most popular that people recognize me for. Um, Eastbound and Down, which I did today uh, in the Pro-Am competition, so... Those are the most recognized ones of mine. And how did you get started? I'm curious. How did how did all of the uh, all of this line dance uh, excitement begin for you? Well, I started back in the late '90s uh, when uh, country music was the only music you danced to, and I was recovering from back surgery and just laying around for about seven months, not doing anything. And a friend of mine said, hey, there's this new thing called line dancing to country music, and we both liked it. And she said, why don't we go some night? And that's all it took was one night, and before I knew it, I was doing it five nights a week, lost a whole bunch of weight, and got all my energy back. So that's how it started for me. But it was in the early days of line dancing when I started. And from there, how did you end up uh, you know, hearing music and thinking, oh, I should make a dance to that. Somebody needs to do that, and it's going to be me. Like, What brought you to both instruction and choreography? Well, as far as the instruction went, uh, when I lived in Connecticut, I worked for a local newspaper called the Cowboy Beat. And um, just distribution, I did some of the interviews of the celebrities that were appearing. We had a lot of country concerts in Connecticut and did a lot of the interviewing. And um, one night, the owner of the paper, who was also a DJ, Alan Kahn is his name, he said to me, he goes, I'm stuck. I need a dance instructor for the night. Do you think you could do it? And I said, well, I've never taught before. I had danced for a while by that time. And I said, I'll give it a shot. Why not? And I did it. And I loved it. And everybody was like, oh, that was really good. You're a really good teacher. And I thought, well, I didn't know I could be a good teacher, but let me get into this a little more. And then it slowly progressed into after doing the teaching part and watching how dances were choreographed, I thought, I think I could do this. So I choreographed some really easy baby dances uh, that went over well. And um, from there, it just escalated in one dance right after another. You know, actually, now that you mention it, you did you did mention a ghost train earlier. 
was the song switch to Zorba's Dance by LCD one that that you had um, led, or because I, I, as far as I know, it started with Australia's Tornadoes, exactly. the uh, the original, um, I guess, namesake of the dance, and and then since then, I've heard, I've seen it done to so many different songs. Do you do you have a favorite song for Ghost Train, or is it is it really just the original? Well, I really do enjoy doing it to Zorba's Dance, and I think most people do. They love that in Europe. But I, every once in a while, I'll still get a request. Do you still have the music for the original Ghost Train? Which is a fun, fun song. It's um, it's instrumental. Um, it's It builds up speed, just like Zorba's does. And it is fun to dance it to that every once in a while. And um, that song was given to me by an dear old friend old time um line dance person named hillbilly rick and i know people out there will know who hillbilly rick is and he at the time gave max a a song called waltzing matilda also by the tornadoes and then he said kathy you probably could do this one it's nice easy little song i literally choreographed that dance in our kitchen in 20 minutes because it just the steps just fell into place for the music and it's it has stood the test of time it's been around there a long time yeah we still have uh, you know 18 through 22 year olds at country bars picking that up on the floor yeah. Yeah. i'm not sure who actually danced it to zorba's dance first I have a sneaking suspicion it might have been Louis St. George. He likes to experiment with music to existing dances. And I think it may have been him that said, let's try it to this. And it worked and people loved it. And that went over really well in Europe. Now, you've mentioned other members of the line dance community. And I'm wondering... When collaborating with other choreographers, like how does that work? Do you, are you recommended by a friend? Like, oh, I, I think you two would work out really well together, or is it uh, usually somebody you already know, where maybe you both have your eyes on the same track and you think, oh, why not both of us do it together? How does collaboration work for you? Um, I have had good experiences with people that I've collaborated with and others that didn't work out so well. My most favorite collaborator outside of Max. Um, and we haven't really done that many dances together. But my favorite person to choreograph with is John Robinson. We have the same taste in music. We like the same style of music. And sometimes I will find a song and I know he's the right person to ask to do it. And that's how Slow Burn came about. Because we had, um, Max and I were touring in over in England. Heard the song played, I think it was in what they I don't think they exist anymore it was a CD store they were playing it in the in the in the music store and I said oh I I have to have that song I love that song and I let John listen to it he goes come on let's do something to it real quick and that's how that one came about um I I've had good luck choreographing with John we've done a number of dances together that have been very popular what are some others in addition to Slow Burn for those Slow Burn fans out there like myself and Megan? Done with John. Oh, gosh. Uh, let me think. I think um, we did one to a, um, gosh, a Jeffrey Osborne song, affectionately known as the Woo Woo song. Mm. <laughs> uh, we did one to that. That was real popular. Um 
geez, I can't think off the top of my head. I'd have to look in my list. But I know there's at least three that we've done together. And we usually like each other's choreography. Uh, I know John is a huge fan of my Shake Yourself Loose. Loves to play around with that on the dance floor. Um, And usually will ask the DJ to play it just to torment me so that I have to get out there and dance it with him. But um, another person I choreographed just one dance with many moons ago um, was Gerard Murphy from Canada. And we did a dance to Supermodel. But this version was done by Taylor Dane. And it was a very elaborate um, kind of walk in the catwalk type of dance that everybody loved. And we actually used it in the show in the evening at the marathon. And the boys were hysterical doing Supermodel. Yeah, though, um, I haven't choreographed, co-choreographed too many others with anyone. Uh, sometimes it's a group effort. Uh, Max and I and Joe Thompson, Peter Metelnik, we've all done dances together. Oh, I do have one that I choreographed with Peter Metelnik that's quite popular over in the UK still. And it's been around a long time as well. It's called Clickety Clack. In fact, they did it when we were there last month, and I had a hard time trying to remember how the steps went for myself. I said, I did this dance. <laughs> so that's how that comes about. Was Do Your Thing one of one that you were involved in as well? Mm-hmm. Max and I co-choreographed that with Barry and Derry Animato. Again, another song heard in, in the music store. Um, the group was called Basement Jacks is the name of the group that does the the music. It was such a funky, quirky little song. I said, oh, this sounds like it could make a good line dance. So we were going to the Kansas City event uh, one weekend, and Barry and Darianne were going to be there. And um, we said, you know, we got this really cool piece of music. Would you guys like in on it? And when they heard it, they said, oh, yeah, definitely. So that's how that particular dance came about with the four of us doing that now with creating a new dance it can feel like uh, you're you're so close but everything feels like rocks and shuffles and and walks and kicks there there's something missing like a hook something unique now do your things got probably like at least three or four now how how does one come up with something original in line dance choreography like do you just kind of stumble over it like you were mentioning you know choreographing in your kitchen or is it something that um, that you kind of bank like oh this is an interesting movement i i want to see where i can use this in the future like how how does that hook come about um sometimes i you base my steps on something I've seen in, say, a ballroom or a West Coast swing. And I say, oh, that's a nice little move. We, I could use that. Um, that's sort of how Slow Burn came about. Those first few counts of Slow Burn, I dreamt those steps. And I told John, I don't care what else we do to the dance. It's got to have this step in it. And um, same thing with Now or Never. Max and I had just taught a couples class in cha-cha. And Now or Never basically is the ladies part of cha-cha and that's how that came about now there was this cute little step that he had taught the couples called a rock and roll cha-cha which is where you just lean forward and back and forward and back to the cha-cha tempo rather than moving forward 
And I said, I'm going to use that step if I can in the line dance. And so that's how. So sometimes you'll see something that someone else has used and say, you know what? I could use that one little four counts in my dance. It'll work. So we do borrow from each other. Um, we definitely don't want to copy. We don't want something to look. And it, it it's hard with so many dances out there to not... Sometimes you don't want to watch the floor because you don't want to be influenced by someone else's choreography. I feel the music. I try several different ways of doing things before it feels right to me. And if it doesn't feel right, I won't put it out. You know, I think sometimes maybe a hook will come along for a dance that's it's popular for a while. And then maybe the dance uh, you know, just goes away. Maybe it's taught once and it doesn't really take off. You think, ah, oh, what a what a waste of a great little pattern in there. I think in those kinds of circumstances, it's all it's all right to maybe take those four counts and like give it new life exactly. in, in a new dance. Sometimes I will look back on some of my older dances that maybe didn't do so well, and I think, well, maybe if I put it to a different piece of music, would it work? Much like Ghost Train, you know. I mean, Ghost Train was working as it was, but it worked even better with Zorba's dance. Um, so I'll look at my own choreography. I'll never look at someone else's um, and see if I if I change something in there, revise just one little part, re-release it with a new piece of music. It is my choreography, so it's not like I'm stealing from someone else. I'm stealing from myself. Um, and so that sometimes works for me. What would you say is a good lifespan for a dance when you're touring it? Uh, how, how many months would you say... Um, you know, it gives that dance the best chance of being seen by the dancing public before you're like, all right, well, I think it's gotten around enough to time to put out something new for this next series of events. You know, what, what's a good range, would you say? Well, anymore, it's very difficult. I watch the dances, um, and there's not one that I recognize. I hear about them but I don't recognize them. And then the next time, which I, I don't do dance events very often anymore, and but um, sometimes you'll see a dance at one event and the next event you go to, you never see it again. It's like, what happened to that dance? Oh, I've choreographed you know five or six since then. There's a, seems to be a pressure on new choreographers now to just keep choreographing and don't let one dance keep forever now now or never is gosh choreographed that in 2001 i think it's still going strong shake yourself loose still going strong i can't improve on those i've tried i've choreographed to the same artist a different song they don't catch on people like what they like and there are some dances i i see now they seem to go over quite well, and people like doing them, and I can understand it. Um, but there's just so many choreographers out there now, it's very difficult to hone in on one piece of music that someone else hasn't heard. That's why uh, both myself and Max, we tend to go back in time, so to speak, to some older pieces of music that were never choreographed to in the first place and use those. And people think, wow, I never heard that song before. Yeah, well, the song is 20 years old, but, you know, it works. So it just depends on, on the music. Um, music moves me to choreograph. I'll, even though I don't choreograph that much anymore, 
if at all, um, I'll hear a piece of music on a TV commercial or in a movie I'm watching and I'll say, wow, listen to that song in the background. That could make a really cool dance. So that's how I get my music, really. Now, for folks like Peter and, I mean, Joe, those who've been around and really stuck with this for... Yeah. <laughs> old timers. You you mentioned the uh, the expression you know the uh, standing the t- test of time for dances. And I'm curious for the people involved. What is it that that you'd say uh, they have in common, like an attitude or work ethic? Um, you know, anything that they all seem to have that keeps them going this deep into it like they're they're you know a decade or longer into line dance and they still have that enthusiasm what what would you say uh, it takes to to keep going is there like a special diet something in the water you know what, what would you attribute it to well personality has a lot to do with it um someone like john robinson who's got tons of energy um, he makes you want to learn his dances, whether you like the dance or not. You just have fun in his class, and that's a big part of it. Some humor helps. Um, Max is, uh, comes from ballroom background, so his humor is a little different than others. You know, he may comment on something um, uh, that will make people laugh, but he's very serious about his choreography and his teaching. Uh, not that he doesn't have fun doing it, but that's he's a more serious-minded person. Um, I think Scott Blevins is the same way, a little more serious-minded. Um, I'm kind of in between. I, I like having fun with the dance, um, but I'm focused on my teaching and not so much as entertaining, whereas people like Jamie Marshall, uh, um, Shane, they like to entertain, and they're really good at it, and I give them credit for doing that. Now, as far as uh, the dances themselves, uh, you know, a couple of which we've mentioned, what do you think tends to keep a dance going? Because I noticed that, like, sometimes, like, as you mentioned, there will be a, a very, uh, very popular 64 count, two wall phrase dance, and, and, you know, it'll have a good few months, and then a year later, it won't be around. But, you know, just your regular old 32 count, no tags, no restarts party dance, which makes people feel good about dancing, you know, that will keep going year after year. But then, you know, you also have the slower ones, like in Poetry in Motion is still being danced at pretty much every event at least once. And, that, you know, you wouldn't call that a, a good time party dance. It's like a whole other emotion. Is, is there anything that, that you think helps lean a dance toward longevity? Uh, I, I mean, probably keeping out all the, you know, the tricky things w- would be good. But um, is there anything that um, that you think maybe we, we choreographers out there should think about when we're deciding, should I choreograph to this? Will this stick around? Right. Um, well, first, you don't want to pick the most popular song on the radio because there will be 14, 15 dances to it before you even get one note down on a piece of paper. Um, so that's a that's a big no-no for current choreographers um i know it's very easy for everybody to say oh i heard this song on the radio uh forget it <laughs> you know you're you probably have people all around the world have already heard that song as well um i think if people push their dances a little more like teach them more frequently at events don't feel that you need to have a brand new dance every time you make an appearance 
bring one or two of your old ones that you know people liked and maybe there'll be new people there that didn't get to take the, the lesson they'd be thrilled to learn something new. I have people asking all the time, can you teach now or never? And I'm thinking, gosh, that dance has been around so long. Hasn't someone taught that to you? You know, um, But I think trying to um, keep the dances visible event after event. I'm not saying that's the only thing they should teach. But if they know they have a really good dance, why not teach it again? And a lot of events I noticed lately are asking people to teach some classics. Um, we just did um, an event in um, England called Legends in Line. And there were a lot of classic dances taught that I had forgotten about because I hadn't seen them in a while and loved dancing those. In fact, those were mostly the dances that I got up and danced. So I think they just need to... Um, be a little more persistent with their dance and really make sure it's out there. Make sure everybody knows the dance so that when they go to an event, oh yeah, we learned this, you know, and then you have half of the room is saying, well, we never learned it. It'd be a good time to teach it again. As a veteran in this field, is there anything that you would want to put out there? Any message for say, like the Madison Glovers and the Shanes and maybe the Roy and Fiona's, uh, the under 40 crowd, who maybe in some cases under 30 crowd, um, that really wants to stick with this. Is there anything that you would want them to hear and, and to think about and to consider? And then separately, uh, is there anything that you would want all the dancers, just the, the social dancers out on the floor, anything that you would want them to think about and maybe bring into their, their next event um, just in the back of their mind? So, yeah, for, the, for the, the people, quote, in the industry, as well as the social dancers, what would your advice be for each of those different groups? Well, for the young choreographers, I would say um, keep doing what you're doing. Don't try to outdo each other because I know there's a lot of competition out there with young choreographers. They, they just keep coming and coming and coming, which has pushed some of the veterans to the background, um, which is unfortunate. Uh, one of the reasons I don't travel and Max doesn't travel that much anymore, um, they want the new blood. Um, some of the dancers themselves don't think that they can or, or think that they can do anything. And there are some dances out there that a lot of people should not be out on that dance floor dancing. Um, people get hurt. Um, I've seen it firsthand. So um, I think that the um, choreographers now um, should do things that everyone can do. If they choreograph a, you know, a whirling dervish turn, they need to come up with something that the people who can't do that turn, they need to teach the crowd. If you can't do this turn, you can do this instead. And I think that's a problem. They don't have an alternative for people who are not as advanced in dancing or just learning. All the new beginner people, they want to learn these dances. They see the floor filled with people and say, gosh, I wish I could do that, but I can't. Well, there are alternatives. Amy Christian, I'm sure you know who she is. She does a wonderful job with choreographing easier versions of a lot of the popular 
pieces of music. And people should look at her choreography because she comes up with something that could be a good floor split. Um, she takes a popular dance, choreographs her own thing, but does it in an easier version, which works for a lot of the people that come to these dance events. Um, Frank Trace is another one does a lot of very basic easy dances that are quite popular people love doing them and I think if more people tried to learn the dances that they can physically do they'd have a much better time at a dance event and not go home and said oh I got out of that dance event with sore feet Mm -hmm. you know so um I I think that covers my feelings on dancers and choreographers Mm -hmm. for the current times if there's a way that uh, people could contact you, say like on the internet or passenger pigeon, whatever you'd prefer, uh, what would be your preferred way of having people get in contact with you? Very rarely we'll get a phone number out there, but maybe like an email address or anything. Right. Um, Max and I do, do not have a website, um, but we do have a Facebook page, and it's Dancing with Max Perry and Kathy Hanyati. Um, people can send their dances to us even we'd be more than happy we've got almost 500 members um we're very happy to post people's dances their dance events as long as it's dance related um we get requests for new members all the time and i approve of everyone as long as they are really truly you know involved with dance i make sure that i kind of screen them make sure that i'm not getting some uh you know uh, vacuum cleaner salesman or something but um so that's one way um how do you spell that by the way you mentioned dancing with max perry and kathy Hanyati, mm-hmm. or Hanyati. um for for those who have not seen your name in print uh how would you spell from from the letter D all the way to the dot com? What would that look like? The dancing with Max. Okay, so it'd be dancing, D A N C I N G, with W I T H Max Perry P E R R Y, and and not the an ampersand sign, Kathy with the K, and my last name is Hunyadi, just like it sounds. It's H U N Y A D I. That's one way. I'm also on Messenger. Max is not. He's not very um, social media savvy, so I take care of all of that. But they could reach me via Messenger as well. And um, I think you were going to ask me about dances that I... Are you getting to that? Or that is usually my final question. Okay. I, 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 I won't jump the gun then. I'll wait till you're well, yeah, we'll we'll make it say a one and a half because I find that the the toughest question that I have for people is narrowing it down to one. Usually, I, I like to ask people if there's one dance that you would recommend everyone learn right now. What would that be? However, uh, I know that Megan and I are doing a lot of homework on the classics, and if you had say you know a top list of classics that we should be learning. Um, and maybe you know, bring back to some extent. Have uh, have them on the request list at you know the events that we go to, so that more people get to put their ears on them. Uh, what would some of those classics be? And then, you know, of course, what would that one dance that everyone should learn? Uh, what would that be? And that could be new, old, one of yours, one of somebody else's. Okay. Well, um, for. A classic dance that I think is a beautifully choreographed dance. It was extremely popular when it was choreographed. In fact, I taught it so much, people assumed it was my dance. 
and the name of the dance is Evergreen. Um, the step sheet will have uh, the choreographer's name is Karen Hun, but I either think she got married or divorced, and her name now is Karen Headley, but I'm sure you would still find it under her original name of H-U-N-N, Karen Hun. I recently met her over in England and got to dance it with her. I was thrilled like a brand new dancer. I was like, oh my God, I'm dancing with Karen. Um, it's the most beautifully put together beautiful music and I just love that dance that's been one of my all-time favorites um but my very very favorite dance and he hates it when I do this but it's Deja Vu by J.P. Potter in fact Max and I love that dance so much we brought it over to England with us where they had seen it before absolutely adored it um when we explained it's been around a long time it's a dance that you have to beg jp to play when he's the dj because i don't think he likes tooting his old own horn but it's the most wonderful dance the choreography is just superb and the song is just makes you feel good makes you want to move and it's one of those dances that you might forget how to start it but once you get into it that music just takes you right into the whole dance and you can go right through the whole song without any problems absolutely love that dance that's my personal all-time favorite of someone else's I would think if I didn't say this um, they'd wonder why but I think people should learn now or never technically it's very correct for cha-cha and it's um, the um, an easy 32 counts the song is fantastic that it goes to, but it can go to any cha-cha that's, that's um, 32 counts. You could put it to anything. It fits really well. Um, and if people wanted, say, a country alternative, it goes really well to Garth Brooks standing outside the fire. It makes a great alternative. Um, in fact, that's what they used when Now or Never was used in competition for UCWDC because they needed country music, and that was the one that they used. It, it felt really good to that. But, yeah, I would say learn Now or Never because inevitably they will do it at a dance event once or twice, if not more. And um, Slow Burn is coming back. I, I don't know. It It is a slow burn. It's just kind of escalating again and John Robinson and I recently won an award for slow burn as a legends inline dance um, so we're kind of proud of that so I, I would say uh, for my own dances slow burn now or never for the older dances definitely deja vu and evergreen great well thank you so much Kathy Hanyati for hanging out and chatting with us at line dance podcast uh, at here at Florida Line Dance Classic. Uh, and until next time, uh, I'll, we'll see you on the dance floor. Thank you.